0: Here we go. This is Blue 42. We're going to go red, right, tight, close, sprint, left, G, U, corner, half, back, flat, on, two, ready, ready. Now here's your hosts, Danny O'Neill and Paul Gallant. Blue
1: 42! Blue
2: 42! Bob, what's going on? What up? How are we doing this morning? We're,
1: we're doing very well. It's the day before Brock turns 45. All right. At which point, this will be a little gift that I'll give to you, Brock. You can tell people because at 45, you round up to 50, but you still round down to zero. Ooh, that's, that's solid. Good. Right? I, I, like you round that, up to 50. I'll write that down, Danny. Solid. But you still round down to zero. You're not on the wrong half of the century yet. Not on the wrong half of it. Bump, Bump doesn't know what we're talking about. He's still a young man. No. Don't feel like it. All right, question one, Bump. We're going to ask you to go back to when you were a younger man here. Okay. 2008. You are an aspiring football player looking for a foothold in the National Football League. You signed as an undrafted free agent with the Seattle Seahawks. And you have just found out that your teammates, as part of a larger picture sort of labor struggle, have decided we're not going to attend in-person voluntary workouts all that stuff that you say hey show up if you want because it's voluntary as involuntary if you want to have a job <laughs> it's totally voluntary in that regard and they've said we're not doing this
2: what's your reaction how are you feeling i'm disappointed man i've been i've been looking for this moment looking forward to this moment my whole life i've been training um, i went to florida i lived there for two months i got my body right i had a good pro day um I signed with the team that's in-state, so I don't have to travel far. I'm on the other side of the mountains now. And then I show up, and I'm getting pressure from the teammates, and they're saying they're not going to show up. I'm looking forward to working with Russell Wilson. I'm looking forward. Uh, excuse me. Back then, it will be Matt Hasselbeck. I'm looking forward to working with Matt Hasselbeck and Senegal Wallace and learning from Nate Burleson, Bobby Ingram, Walter Jones. The legend is on the team. And now I just have to sit around and wait. And it it hurts my development. I honestly feel like if I don't go to those mini camps, if I don't show them I can catch a punt, if I don't show them I can go up and make plays, I might not make the team. There are 1, a 195 receivers out there, I promise you. We're the most common body type in all the land when it comes to football. I lose opportunities. So I feel for these young men who look forward to this their whole life, who want to make a great impression, and now their teammates say they're not going to show up. It hurts them. It helps the vets. The vets are sitting at home in their big old homes with their three or four kids and their wives, and they, they got money in the bank. They're not worried about it. Now they don't have to worry about a guy like me trying to take their spot. Veterans are good. Michael Buffs in 2008, extremely frustrated and ready to work.
0: So how does this play out? What do you, I, I told Danny to start the show, Bum. I, I think this is a negotiation gone public. Mm-hmm. That they have been hammering behind the scenes to try to find some middle ground. The the, 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 the owner said April 18th, which will be Monday, you, we're back to OTAs, we're back to normal. And all the while, the Players Association has said, uh, no, we're not, no, we're not, no, we're not. And now we're getting near the deadline, right? We're getting near Monday. And uh, this becomes public yesterday. So in your opinion, how do you think this plays out in the days and weeks ahead?
2: How's it played? I think there's going to be some pushing, some pulling. I think that the young guys need to get together and have a conversation. They need to find some leadership, which is tough because they're coming into a situation where they need to be led. But right now they're going to be asked to be leaders and make some tough decisions. I think that a couple guys are going to trickle in and then a couple more are going to trickle in. And they're going to hear about a guy who's balling, who they don't really know about, this young guy making plays. Some guy's going to be looking over his shoulder and say, you know, hey, hey, guys, let's go on, on a Zoom real quick and figure out Are we really going to let these young guys uh, get all these opportunities? And I think eventually the old heads are going to show up.
1: (laughs) It's the NFL Players Association, the Players Union, is – It's a wide array and range of players. I think you're right, Bump. I think that this decision about not participating in person in voluntary workouts is veteran-driven. It's the dudes that don't have to worry about making the spot, and they're thinking, like, you're going to make us work extra with that 17th game. We're going to work less in the offseason. That's just the way it's (laughs) going to be. I, I also appreciate and understand, I think guys 35 through 70 on the roster are all feeling like, Dude, this, this is not good for us. And the guys, 75 through 90, they're yeah. like, I actually need the per diem. Like, I, I, I actually need the per diem and, yes. and the, the weekly pay that we're talking about. And the 17th game, I think those players lower in the pecking order. They didn't mind the 17th game. They're like, more football? Like, yeah, absolutely. Like, give us yep. more football. And the veterans were like, yeah, I don't really want that. It's a tough thing because you're serving a wide array of interests. I always feel for the guys that I think, I think who ends up getting hurt the most by these things are the guys that are worried about the money. And it, it's, it's, it's the guys that are fighting to make the pension and fighting to get in there. It's the, it's the the least established players that end up getting hurt most by these decisions. Yep.
2: When I got my deal, I, I got like a few thousand dollars to sign, sent it to my mom. I lived off that per deal. What, what 600 bucks a week or something like that? I, I, I'm one of those guys. I was counting on that. I had yeah. free housing. They put me in a hotel. They're probably not going to do that anymore. So, yeah, it affects guys differently. If you're at the top, you're good. You're at the bottom. You're struggling right now. Question two. <laughs>
1: Just like, just, just like, look at that muscle memory. He's ready to go. <laughs> wait
0: Waiting all morning to do that, Danny. Been waiting for an hour and seven minutes to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Question two, Bump. I don't know where you are in your preparation for the draft for two weeks and a day away, but as you've started to prepare, as you've watched these kids in college, just who's your favorite? If you're drafted near the top, if you're Cincinnati and quarterbacks go one through four, who's Bump's number one receiver Guys that you love in this
2: class. Guys, number one receiver. He's not even a receiver, really. He's a tight end receiver. Everyone's on the Kyle Pitts train right now. And I like him just because he's versatile. He can play tight end. He can go outside. He can get a mismatch on an outside back or a safety, but still fast enough and quick enough to win against the DBs. We're talking about receivers. I look at Kyle Pitts. I like the guy. But I also like... Um, Jamar Chase as well, the guy at LSU. I like Jamar, man. It's he's not as polished as some of these guys. I think he he struggles getting off the line of scrimmage. He's not creative off the line of of scrimmage. But when that ball is in his hands, there's no denying what this dude does, man. He's he's special. He's fun to watch. Then another guy that I like, um, Elijah Moore, 5'10 guy out of Ole Miss, man. I, I follow him on Instagram. Maybe that's why I have a little crush on him. Man, I follow him on Instagram, and this guy has routes for days. He works with a trainer. It's called Goldfeet down in Florida. He gets all the top guys down there and it just looks beautiful watching him run routes i watch these guys run routes today that i would never think about running back in my day they're so explosive they're creative they understand leverage they understand how to use their body um this receiver class from top to bottom has a bunch of ballers let me go
1: back to kyle pitts pitts is someone who now i'm seeing most projections a lot of people think he's going to go in the top five how high should you draft a tight end? It it seems to me and it this it strikes me that anytime you have a tight end that ends up getting drafted in the top 10, like they're good players but I'm always like was that really the best like Vernon Davis. Like he had a long career. Yeah. He was as physically gifted as any tight end has ever been. I think he went number 6 overall. Shockey, I believe was number 10, although that's we're getting back in years now, so I'm I might be off on that one. But it always seems to me even the best tight ends and you go you're like I don't know if
2: it was worth that high of a pick.
1: Is can, can you spend a top five pick on a tight end?
2: I don't think so. And I say that because I feel like there are tight ends everywhere. There's There are going to be at least 10 to 12 tight ends in every draft that are going to be ready to go right now. But here's what we're saying, right? We're saying, okay, you don't draft tight ends early. You don't draft running backs early. Um, I even heard that you're better off drafting quarterbacks late. Who are you drafting then? <laughs> Is it just offensive linemen and defensive linemen? Defensive ends.
1: All that's it is is going to be defensive ends, just fast end. defensive ends.
0: All day. <laughs> hey, Bump, what did you say? You're the, as far as the supply chain, 5'10", 190 receivers. Yep. There's, there's not any, there's more of you than anybody in the league. You know who gets drafted number five? Who's Guys that? that are 6'6", 245, and run 4'4". Because you, you know how many of those there are walking the earth? Very few. That's
1: what you draft, and that's why he'll go that high. Why isn't he rushing the passer then? With that build, like, come on, like, let's get to let's do some damage with that ability. Instead, he's going to line up. You're going to have him block people. I can score touchdowns. I can score (laughs) touchdowns.
2: That's what guys need to understand. These kids growing up, man, play DB. Everybody wants to be a receiver. You go play DB, and if you're a big guy, you think about being a tight end. Go play DN because that's where the money is. You got to start thinking about the future here, youngsters.
1: Yeah I mean I just look at it like who was it Uh, Cole Komet am I saying that right The the Notre Dame tight end he was a top 10 pick Hawkinson who's a pretty good player He was a tight end There's a kid that the uh, is Ebron is the one that the Lions drafted Who was not a good player who kept dropping the ball He was a top 10 pick but they're going to say on
0: the flip side, do you see what the dude in uh, San Francisco is doing? you see what Waller oh, yeah. and, and Oak do you yeah. see what Waller with Las Vegas is doing? Like, when you are a unique and you've got to be truly athletically and physically unique, different than everybody else, those are the guys. and Jamar Chase kind of that way too. just I mean he's DK Metcalf light. and when you're that freakish athletically with production, you're going to find yourself in the top 10.
1: All right, question three. Bump, this goes to Tyler Lockett, who spoke with reporters yesterday. And, and you had pointed this out that he made the comment about the, the the offense not adjusting as much. Well listen to him. His The word of the day for him was adaptable. And here here is Tyler discussing sort of what he means by, by saying that the offense needs to be more adaptable.
2: It's not about being able to be like, they can't stop the pass and we're going to keep passing. It's about if a team makes us have to run the ball. We as a team have to be able to execute it. If a team is giving us all the short throws, being able to execute that. If they're going to give us the deep balls, we're going to take that. Whatever a team gives us, we just got to take it rather than trying to go out there and do whatever we obviously want to do. So that's what I've learned. And that's what we have, as players, have also learned is that. Let's let's try to get more comfortable with knowledge and understanding of what teams are trying to throw at us early on. And that's one of the things that we started learning towards the middle to end of the season last year. What's he saying there, Bob? He's saying that you go back to fundamental football. You are who you are offensively. You have your plays. You have your concepts that you go to. But end of the day, if you see something in the defense, the weakness, you attack the weakness. If they're giving you the five-yard out, be okay with taking the five-yard out, especially on, on first and second down, man. You take those. I feel like this offense kind of said, look, this is who we are. I don't care what the defense is doing. And defenses were like, okay, keep doing you because we're going to figure you out. And once the cat is out the bag, it's a copycat lead. The next week they're going to do the same thing. The next week that team's going to do the same thing. So all he's saying is, look, we got to be able – to counter. We got to be counter punches, counter punchers. And I think they're going to be that in this Shane Waldron offense. I really believe that. I think that they're going to be zone heavy. They're going to allow these linemen to get downhill and they're going to boot off of that zone. They're going to take the shorter passes. I think that's what hindered this offense is there was no quick game. I, I rarely saw Russell get a pre-snap read. We got a corner that's off. I'm just going to take a hitch right now. I didn't see any of that. I, I saw some of it, but not as much as I thought I've, I should have seen. So all Lockett is saying, look, we got to take what the defense has given us. Every offense should have a quick game. That's what they should do. Quick game. You, take what you, they know,
0: you know, Bump, for like 10 years, I have uh, been one of the biggest defenders of Russell and, and a Russell apologist. And I think he sees everything and could do everything in the playbook. But I also have realized over time, even as talented as he is, there's still things that he likes more than others that he's more comfortable with. He didn't like the RPO game. Right, the whole I'm going to put it in the belly. You couldn't see it. I didn't like it. It's not part of my DNA. It's not what I've done. My muscle memory, like question two in blue forty-two. You didn't have that muscle memory to that. For ten years, people have said he's too short to do the, use a the quick game. Can't see it as well. Can't see the slant route in the interception in the Super Bowl. You know, just that that's not playing to Russell Wilson's strengths. You buy it?
2: No, I don't buy it. I don't buy it. I've seen Russell Wilson execute the quick game. I remember, I want to say it was against the Arizona Cardinals was the first time where I'm like, okay, there it is. I saw it um, go out to the flat. I saw him throw a slam. And there are ways to get around that. I, You know, I've been a quarterback. I was at a high school level, but I was a small quarterback. What do you do? You do a little slide step. You know what I mean? You maneuver. You do things that the 6'6 six, six lefty from Piala doesn't have to do. You know what I'm saying? Like So, Russell is talented enough to make that happen. I don't think he wants the excuse that he's too short to do that. He'll take that as a challenge. I think Russ can do whatever he wants to, but it has to be – Part of the offense's DNA. You can't just pop up after one week. You got to start in camp. You got to start watching film. You got to ingrain this into Russell Wilson's brain so that it shows up on Sundays.
0: Oh, you mean camp, like training camp, like yeah. July ninth? <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, like camp. We're, we're not talking about practice and OTAs <laughs> and ingrained then, right? We're not talking about now. Right. We'll, yeah, we'll just wait three and a half months. Crazy. That is Blue 42.